Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include inflation takeaways, in my interview with Jason Beagle, COO of Change Lending's Residential Lending Division on Securitization 101 and the capabilities it affords. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus engagement helps lenders convert more leads to close loans with a mobile app that fosters personal connections with borrowers. With tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging, Nexus engagement helps lenders jumpstart the homeownership journey. To learn more about Nexus engagement, visit simplenexus.com. We began 2022 thinking that this might be the year of non-QM. The product certainly has its advantages for some borrowers and lenders and investors. And then First Guarantee and Sprout vanished and the herd of lenders was spooked. Began talking about March of 2020 when some investors backed away from the market and everyone was reminded to never have only one takeout for a given loan or product. But then the headline yesterday, quote, SEC charges Angel Oak Capital Advisors with misleading investors at $90 million fix and flip securitization, end quote. Meanwhile, the industry is watching inflation numbers yesterday and today. One way to fight inflation is for a food supplier to put four tomatoes in a box that held five in the past. And don't get me started on restaurant portions. Higher prices and smaller portions have caught the attention of consumer affairs. And while we're on a favorite topic of many, food, for pasta lovers, if there are leftovers, aside from many who believe they taste better the next day, did you know that simply reheating your pasta, and probably potatoes and other starchy foods, after chilling it in the fridge, makes it much healthier, protecting you against sharp spikes in blood sugar? For today's interview, I want to welcome to the show Jason Beagle, Chief Operating Officer of Change Lending's Residential Lending Division, which operates under the brands Change Home Mortgage and Change Wholesale. He previously served as Managing Director, developing and overseeing the industry-leading residential mortgage whole loan business platforms for Angelo Gordon and Lone Star Funds. Mr. Beagle began his career at Bear Stearns, where he held the role of Senior Managing Director, responsible for residential mortgage whole loan trading and servicing. I wanted to bring him on today to discuss securitizations and changes securitization capabilities, which differentiates them in the market. I'm actually really excited about this interview uh, because a lot of people hear about securitizations in the space and they might not know exactly what they are. So for the uninitiated, can you give a high level overview of what securitizations are in the mortgage space? Yes. You know, the securitizations are not a difficult concept. At its basic form, it's the process of bundling individual mortgage loans together in a specific pool, then selling shares of that pool as bond investments to others out in the marketplace. As payments are received on the mortgages, the principal and interest is paid out to the bondholders. The bonds themselves have different classes depending on their level of risk exposure to the potential losses on the individual mortgage loans. So really, it's a way for people to monetize their inventory and and potentially relieve uh, their lender warehouse lines. And how has the securitization space changed or evolved over the last few years? Overall, there hasn't been that much of an evolution. The investors on the bonds typically look for some level of consistency. This enables them to, one, compare different issuances by the same lender 
to see if there are differences in the underlying collateral and potential performance on these on the bond securities. Or two, it enables the investors to compare amongst different issuers out there, collateral differences, and then again, potentially performance differences over time. This interview uh, is is being conducted under the banner of Change Wholesale. Are securizations from a wholesale lender different from those of a, a retailer correspondent lender? They are not. Um, so typically, they come out of either an issuer like us, which is Change Lending, Change Wholesale, and Change Home Mortgage are the two origination channels that we have. But you find out in the marketplace, most originators, originators of mortgage loans, do not issue their own securitizations. They may not have the people, the process, or the technology to really affect a securitization. What they then do is they'll go out to the marketplace and sell their inventory, potentially to aggregators who do the same thing as we are doing on our securitization shelf. Buy the mortgage loans, aggregate them together into a specific pool, then sell shares of those pools out to investors in the marketplace as bonds. For those companies that aren't doing securitizations, but potentially want to, what is the approval process or what what does it take? Sure. One, it's people internally that generally understand um, how the securitization process works. Two, it would be approaching the rating agencies like a Standard & Poor's or a DBRS or or a Fitch to get their approval as an issuer. So that issuer approval will enable enables them to take a look at the issuer's mortgage loan collateral, review it, and come up with what are the different bond classes that may be issued off of those mortgage loans. And what are the benefits of a securitization program? I I think the obvious one would be you kind of cut out the middleman of the investor that that, uh, is taking some of the profit off the table. That is correct. Uh, It also enables you to access a different form of liquidity. Typically, your mortgage originator, either one, holds loans because they have the capital to do so in inventory. Two, sells as gain on sale out to the marketplace, either to an end state whole loan investor or to potentially a securitization aggregator of mortgage loans. Uh, And three, it enables them to relieve their warehouse lines of loans that are already funded there so that they can replace them with new originations. Those all sound like great benefits. Who are the participants on the other side of the table in a securitization and, and what's the benefit for them in participating? When you look out in the marketplace, you have different cap- pockets of capital, whether it be investment funds, money market funds, insurance companies, banks, and they all have different mandates. Some look for exposure to the US real estate market. The easiest way for them to do that is to invest in mortgage loans. And rather than dealing with the moving parts of buying whole loans, they will buy bonds. It provides them a similar type of risk exposure without a lot of the hand-holding of the servicing and the loans themselves underneath. It also enables them to attach themselves to different levels of risk, whether they want the most secure or senior risk at a lower interest rate that they earn, or they're willing to take more risk exposure in exchange for a higher interest rate on the bonds. And what's going on in the non-QM securitization space right now? Has Have you seen activity pick up? It's been pretty consistent this year. You know, it's probably been rolling with the interest rate volatility in the marketplace, as well as the credit spreads. 
The good news is that there is a lot of capital seemingly out there looking to invest in mortgage securitizations. The bad news is that the volatility out in the space causes pricing disruptions and may cause investors that would typically participate in the mortgage securitization space to either participate in a smaller size or take a pause, extract themselves from the market and look to see what exactly is going on before they want to um, express themselves by taking risk. So change has securitization capabilities. How do you feel like that differentiates you in the market or in this specific market? It gives us the ability to provide ourselves a different liquidation outlet. Um, Change lending has been a gain on sale mortgage originator for most of its lifetime. As the market gyrates in this uh, volatile rate environment, securitization provides another outlet for loans. Unfortunately, whole loan buyers can be fickle, especially in the non-agency space. When things are volatile, they may elect to just not buy loans. Um, this, the non-agency space is dissimilar from the agency and government space in that you don't have a dedicated, consistent buyer in the form of a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, and VA that are always open for business. Yes, you might not like the price, but they are always buying in the marketplace. On the non-agency side of the, of the world, um, you're dependent on banks, investment companies, others that, while they want to buy, are not mandated to do so and may elect to sit on the sidelines, depriving folks like ourselves of that liquidation outlet in the marketplace. Having a securitization self provides an alternate exit for us to relieve our balance sheet, as well as our warehouse lenders, in favor of the next marginal loan that we're going to originate. And setting aside change home mortgage for a second, looking at change wholesale, there's some big news in the wholesale space this week, I guess both good and bad. Loan Depot announced the, the shuttering of their wholesale channel, while well, United Wholesale Mortgage announced record profits. What's what's going on in the wholesale space? It seems kind of like those are polar opposites. Well, I can't comment on you know what goes on at our competitors. Um, it is a competitive marketplace. I, I think that the secondary market and liquidity as well as funding sources may cause some originators to unfortunately exit because they find a better use for their capital and their people to originate mortgage loans elsewhere. By, by exiting wholesale, maybe they increase their, car, their, their footprint in retail or pivot over to a correspondent um, type of model or just exit the marketplace altogether. Uh, I think we've seen that happen in the past as well as in the recent past, folks just deciding, hey, the market, the mortgage market today seems volatile and uncertain I'd rather return my capital to my investors and preserve it for a future date when maybe I re-enter the space. That's a good way to look at it. So aside from securitizations, how is change getting creative in this market to stay competitive? Sure. You know, we express ourselves through our guidelines and our rate sheet. Um, and here, you know, I think that we've taken the stance that we want to remain disciplined to our guidelines. We're happy with the performance that we're seeing of the mortgages that we're manufacturing. Um, we'd rather not compete on the margins of credit. We'd rather stay disciplined and provide um, the tried and true and consistent programs that we've had out in the marketplace for the past few years. Good point. Jason, thanks for bringing the time and coming on and talk to me today. Thanks. 
Have we seen peak inflation? The consumer price index came in lower than expected yesterday, driving bond and MBS prices up in a rally and rates down, at least for most of the day. CPI was flat month over month in July, and on a year-over-year basis, prices were up 8.5%. The number reflects lower energy prices, though food costs continue to rise. While one data point is obviously not a trend, the report is good news for the Fed as it provides comfort that inflation is moving in the right direction and potentially gives the Fed breathing room to pivot to a smaller pace of rate hikes. Speculation that we have seen peak inflation didn't stop two Fed officials from saying that the data doesn't change the path toward even higher interest rates this year and next. Don't forget, inflation still increased by a large 8.5% from a year earlier. Fed funds futures have gone to a 60% chance of a 50 basis point hike from a 32% chance on Tuesday. The renewed debate about 50 basis points or 75 basis points at the September FOMC meeting means uncertainty, and thus volatility. The immediate reaction in the bond market was to steepen the yield curve, easing but not erasing the recent significant inversion. July PPI this morning came in down negative 0.5% month over month and up 9.8% for the year. Well, excluding food and energy, it came up 0.2%, up 7.6% for the year. And weekly jobless claims came in at 262,000, a slight rise. Well, continuing claims were at 1.428 million. After the commentary goes out, we'll see Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey and a treasury auction of $21 billion of 30-year bonds, following stellar 10-year note and 3-year note sales earlier this week. Today's MBS purchase operation, using money from early payoffs, Sees the desk in Gini 2 4% through 5% for up to $497 million in the last operation on the current schedule before releasing a new two-week purchase schedule and MBS purchase estimate this afternoon. That includes the $17.5 billion tapering cap, which will double to $35 billion in the next period. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth and the 10-year yielding 2.74 after closing yesterday at 2.79% after the week producer price index number. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. My neighbor, she's single and gorgeous and probably 25 years old. She lives right across the street. I can see her house from my living room. I watched as she got home from work one evening last week. I was surprised when she walked across the street and up my driveway. She knocked on my door. So I rushed to open it. She looks at me and says, I just got home and I have the strong urge to have a good time, have some drinks and make love. Are you busy tonight? I almost passed out, but managed to stammer, no, I'm, I'm free, I have no plans at all. Then she said, good, would you watch my dog while I go out? <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.